Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Today's program is going to be a little bit different. We're going to veer off of the uh, normal thing and we're going to just go right to talking to Pastor Brock, who's attended some churches in the area recently. And you're going to tell us some things that happened yeah. when you did that. So sit tight and yeah. we'll hope you'll find this show interesting. Everybody, periodically I go heresy hunting. I go to awful churches so you don't have to. And recently I was out of town and the closest church to where I was staying is a United Church of Christ congregation. And I knew it was probably going to be bad because that's the most liberal of all the Protestant denominations. So I went to attend this church. First of all, it's a beautiful church. Choir in beautiful choir robes. You'd think it'd be the most traditional Christian church on earth. It's not. The pastor is a homosexual who's on the board of GLSEN, which is this group that promotes homosexuality in the public schools. The pastor is on the board of Planned Parenthood, largest abortion provider in the country. So I sit down for the service. The pastor opens in prayer. God, send us your Holy Spirit. May she grant us her power. Well, the Bible never calls God the Holy Spirit, she or her. And then came the sermon. It was about how to be happy. Do you know that in the entire sermon, the pastor did not mention the word Jesus once? At the end of the service, they desexed the doxology, got rid of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and replaced that with creator, redeemer, sanctifier. All right. So that was the United Church of Christ. <laughs> then I house sat for some friends in the D.C. area. I went to George Washington's church in Alexandria, Virginia. Historic church, they were in the news last year because they took the plaque to Washington and Robert E. Lee down out of the church because Washington owned slaves. Lee fought for uh, the South. And yeah, that was the great moral evil of early America was slavery. But I'm sitting there thinking, what's our great moral evil today? And it's abortion. The Episcopal Church, this was an Episcopal congregation, endorses abortion rights. The Episcopal Church now will marry two men. And the Episcopal Church uh, you know, has all kinds of false teachers like John Shelby Spong. The, head, the former head bishop of the Episcopal Church preached a sermon criticizing the Apostle Paul for casting a demon out of a girl in the book of Acts. And she said, God, Paul should have recognized the divine within her rather than casting the demon out. Whoa. And so I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, Washington never was in favor of gay marriage. Robert E. Lee was not in favor of aborting unborn children. Neither of them would have rebuked Paul for saving a girl from a demon, but that's the blind spot of the Episcopal Church. One more, one more thing. <laughs> then I went to D.C., to Washington National Cathedral, the big huge cathedral where John McCain was buried or had his service, where the presidents have their funeral services. It's an Episcopal 
uh, church. Years ago, I toured it, and the docent said to the teenagers, Christians used to believe that you have to believe in Christ to be saved. We don't believe that anymore. And there was a big, huge banner of the Buddhist Dalai Lama hanging in the sanctuary. All right, that was years ago. I went back recently. I take the tour. I go up to the docent. And the recent controversy is that this Christian cathedral is letting Muslims come in and worship Allah inside the sanctuary. And I went up to the docent and I said, does that happen regularly now, you let Muslims worship Allah? He says, it doesn't happen regularly, but it happens periodically. Then I went past the Christian class, the Christian course, they had a, 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 a placard up about spirituality courses you can take at the cathedral. Um, intuitive, getting in touch with the spirit by intuitive painting. Um, they had a whole section on yoga in its bookstore. Um, other New Age stuff and, whoa, so that's the National Cathedral. So what, what I did when I, uh, when I was out of town for one of the times, I, I taped a national, a national network, taped a show with me explaining heresy in the church. We're going to run that interview and then you're going to get an overview of what's going on in, in false teaching today and then Jackie and I will come back and wrap it up. But, Listen, please, to what's happening to our churches. Hey, I'm very, very happy to introduce to you my guest, Pastor Tom Brock. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've been a pastor and all that, but most of your pastoring is in TV now. Right? Yes, totally. Uh -huh. Well, welcome to uh, Homekeepers. And I have a, a, you know, a great sense of friendship with you because my all my relatives are pastors. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, uh, you um, with the um, Lutheran Church, yes, right, yes. Give us give us a little background. What was it at all that made you go into the pastorate? I kind of had a word from the Lord. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of being a filmmaker, and the Lord turned me around in college. And with, it'll take a, it'll take too long, but mm -hmm. in, in His way, God told me, "I want you to be a preacher and a teacher." So that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, as we get his website up, if you go, you'll find a lot of uh, YouTube messages there. But we're talking about one today, and that is uh, heresy in the church. I'm talking about the body of Christ that takes in all these denominations, all, all the believers, mm -hmm. no matter what their tag is. Mm -hmm. And I was um, pleased to see that you would even de deal with it. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what it is. Right. So let's start with a... Yep. Definition. A heresy simply means false teaching. <clears throat> and uh, Arthelene, one reason I believe in the devil, mm -hmm. the Episcopal Church, the United Church of Christ, the Presbyterian Church USA, the United Methodist Church, and the church that I was part of till I led my church out of it, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the same demons have invaded all these churches. And the demons are getting rid of God the Father because that's sexist and we now pray to God the Mother in some of these churches. Um, everybody goes to heaven, it's universalism. There is no hell, God is love. Um, you have the pro-transgenderism, pro-homosexuality. You have the United Church of Christ, the Presbyterian Church USA, and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. All those denominations pay for abortions with offering dollars. That's what really one of the big things that got my church to leave. I, I mean, we fought that, we went to the convention, and 
when you put your money in the plate in a UC, United Church of Christ, Presbyterian Church USA, ELCA, Lutheran Church, that can go to pay for abortion in your pastor's family. Shouldn't that be a no-brainer? Oh. But, okay, let's go back, though. Yeah. These denominations are split over these things because you've still got very evangelical yes. Presbyterians, Episcopalians, and uh, Lutherans. So yeah. we don't want to paint them with a broad well, brush. And, and let me explain this. For instance, uh, Lutheranism. Uh-huh. Uh, I was ELCA. We tried to turn that denomination around. We finally left. And you can join what's called the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, very biblical. Lutheran Church Wisconsin Synod, Free Lutherans. Uh, in the Presbyterian realm, you can leave the liberal PCUSA and join the Presbyterian Church in America. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, there are. If you want to stay Lutheran, you know they're, you, they're a good option. Yeah. But get out of the ELCA is going to be my point when you hear mm -hmm. what I have to say now. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, <clears throat> you've uh, you've mentioned a few areas that are so bizarre mm -hmm. that for someone like myself, you'd think it's a no-brainer. How did they get that far away from the Bible? You know, and here's the thing. Martin Luther took a stand for Scripture mm -hmm. that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, mm -hmm. and the Bible alone is our authority. Right. And you've got ELCA Lutheran professors and bishops and pastors promoting all this crud that I just mentioned. And how did they get, well, it, I think part of it started back in the 1920s in Germany when they had very liberal uh, the, uh, theology professors and some of our American people went over there. They brought it back from Germany. And now we've got the mess that, that it is, yeah. And why do you think so much of this centers around sexuality? We've got homosexuals, we've got the transgender, and yeah. they're pushing, pushing, oh, pushing. Yeah, and can I tell you a story on, on specifics about sure, this? Sure, sure. Last month, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and I'm sorry, it's not evangelical. It's, it's not Lutheran. I wonder if it's a church. They are in America, one out of four. Mm -hmm. But they had 31,000 teenagers for their national teen gathering. Who did the liberal leaders of the Lutheran Church put in front of these teenagers? Reverend Nadia Bowles-Weber. She's a radical ELCA Lutheran pastor. She denies that Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sins which is the gospel. She uses the F word in her sermons, and uh, not her sermons, but in her books and when she speaks. The F word. Now, she didn't use it in front of the kids, but what she did say in front of the kids, get this. She had them all repeat after her out loud, I renounce the lie that queerness is anything other than beauty. This is who they put in front. Then, uh, Artheline, they brought out, this is to our teenagers. They brought out an 11, first they brought out his mother. This is a, a pastor's wife, and he, she has an 11-year-old boy who thinks she's a girl. And the pastor's wife says to 31,000 teenagers, well, when, when she was born, we thought he was a boy, but she's a girl. Then they bring out the 11-year-old. And the 11-year-old transgender girl speaks, tr promoting transgenderism, and the teenagers loudly applaud her. This ain't my grandma's mm. Lutheran church, Arthur. Mm. And, and, you know, Nadia Bowles-Weber, again, the speaker, uh, she was speaking at a feminist conference months ago. Gloria Steinem happened to be in the audience. Nadia Bowles-Weber said to everybody publicly that we should gather all these evangelical purity rings that girls wear mm -hmm. to be pure till marriage. We should gather them all together, melt them down into a vagina sculpture, and hand it to Gloria Steinem in thanks for all she's done. And this is 
This is the. This Lutheran, is under the banner of a of church. the Lutheran Church. It gets worse. Can I tell you one more story? Mm -hmm. That happened last month, way back in 2009. The liberals in the church had been pushing for, pra for practicing homosexual pastors for years. They could never get it through because the laity is more conservative than the bishops and the pastors. Well, 2009 in Minneapolis, where I live, they're going to try to get it through, and they're going to get it through, and here's the story. Three o'clock, I think it was on a Wednesday afternoon, the National Lutherans all come together for their national convention to vote on whether they're, gonna, whether they're going to push this smelly sex statement through to allow for homosexual marriages, etc. It's supposed to start at 3 o'clock. Out of nowhere comes a tornado to downtown Minneapolis, rips part of the roof off of the Lutheran convention. Nobody got hurt, but it ripped part of the roof off. Across the street, from the convention center is Central Lutheran Church, very large, historic, horribly liberal church that was hosting the gay lobby. That's where the gay lobby was meeting. They put up beer tents on the lawn of First Lutheran to serve beer to the convention goers, trying to get their thing through. Well, they, the tornado tore up the beer tents, and there's a large iron cross at the top of Central Lutheran. The tornado tore the cross it hung upside down for months in Minneapolis. And then they all gathered back together after the tornado left. One Lutheran pastor jokingly said, well, I hope the weather is not God's comment on what we're doing here, ha ha. Yeah, and they right. went ahead and they passed the liberal sex statement by 6.6%. Six so it went through. <laughs> I have no doubt that God is in control of the weather. And, and you know what the liberals said about the tornado? Mm -hmm. A mighty move, a mighty wind of the Holy Spirit. You're kidding. That's what they said. That's, well, you know, they were right, well, but well, not the way they think they are. That's blasphemous. So it's horrible. Oh, the, you know, and it blasphemous, the national magazine of the ELCA Lutheran Church, they said the Holy Spirit is the one who moved this. To, the Holy Spirit gets blamed for whatever for, the liberals for, get through. For a lot. Yeah. Let's go to the... Uh, of course, I think that a lot of people never knew the Bible, didn't know what it said anyway. They weren't taught. I've um, said this so many times, so many times on TV, how I thank God for Sunday school, for VBS, for Children's Church, mm -hmm. uh, for those times, because I really learned the Bible growing up. Mm. I don't think these churches teach it. No, no. And it's not just the Lutherans. Oh, no. no. And no. and again, can I tell you one more story on this? Sure. I have personally struggled with same-sex attraction most of my life, but I know that behavior is a sin. I've never gone there. But um, so about seven years ago, the Presbyterian Church USA is about to do the same thing the ELCA Lutherans did. Right. And I was asked to come to their convention and to give my point of view. Arthelene, I walked into the convention the gay lobby was very organized. They had knit all these rainbow, rainbow sashes to put around people's necks. I saw hundreds of these rainbow sashes around the necks of old Presbyterians that could barely walk. They'd put them around the necks of their kids. And up in, at the convention center, they had a big cross. They draped it with a rainbow banner. You went up to take communion, and you had rainbow gay decorations take on the communion table on the communion table. And, and so, so here's what happened. Uh, I'm going to give my point of view that, yes, I struggle with this temptation, but for the sake of my soul, 1 Corinthians 6, I'm not going there. 
And so I'm, I'm waiting at the, at the microphone. In front of me is a woman pastor. Oh, you must let me do these lesbian weddings. I did one last year and the Holy Spirit was so present. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and I got to speak mm -hmm. next. Mm -hmm. And I said, I have struggled with this temptation most of my life. You know, don't we care about people's eternal souls? First Corinthians 6 says, if you go down that road and you don't repent, you're not going to heaven. Don't let this happen. Well, the good news is it didn't happen that year. Two years later, it happened. So again, I'd get out of the PCUSA. Yes, I know. And when that Presbyterian church split, I had a pastor on here who left because of that. And I think he lost his retirement. He yeah. lost an awful lot. God bless. Okay, I want to address something else. Mm -hmm. um, the same-sex attraction that you... Uh, acknowledge. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the greatest testimonies because in the Bible um, a lot of people think that they have just one answer. Mm -hmm. But you've struggled with this and you admit it and you've lived a celibate life. Mm -hmm. I had a, a couple of my Sunday school class years ago and their marriage was breaking up over this. And I, I looked at him and I said, do you love the Lord enough to say that if I struggle this the rest of my life, I'm going to stay with my marriage covenant? Of course, he didn't. Mm. I think what people understand, do not understand are the when the Hebrew children were in the fire furnace, said, we know that he can deliver. Even if he doesn't. But <laughs> if not. My husband had the greatest sermon on the but if not Christians. That's a good, that's a good quote. And also the more than conqueror. Mm -hmm. What is greater than conquering? That's the whole idea. Mm -hmm. And but yeah. Paul said you can be more than. Right. Now my husband put it this way that that more than conquers the one that stands there that didn't conquer. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and I, I want people to understand this. Right. And you know, Arthelene, we I, all struggle with something. We all do. And some people they, they, they get over it and they uh -huh. get married and have kids and it maybe is a minor nuisance mm -hmm. for other Christians. It's a battle till they die with the temptation. Mm -hmm. and, and what I say to people is God never promises to take our temptations away. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, in a, in a way, Arthelene, we don't choose our temptations in life. We choose what we do with them. And what is exactly. tra what's tragic to me, I mean, the, the pro-gay stuff now has gone through the Episcopal Church, the United Church of Christ, PCUSA, Presbyterians, ELCA, Lutherans. Right now, the big in vogue movement is transgender. That's right. I, I went to Luther Seminary in St. Paul. It was liberal when I was there. It's wacko liberal now. They brought in a transgender ELCA Lutheran pastor to preach to the seminarians. Do you know, according to her, that Joseph's multicolored coat can really be translated princess dress and she promoted trans Where'd she get I, I, I know I know then she led in, in the Lord's prayer our mother in heaven hallowed be your name I mean uh, the transgenderism now is and again it's evil when you watch TV and 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 the liberal media or the liberal politicians are pushing mm -hmm. this when the church is pushing mm -hmm. that that's from hell that's from hell. Oh, absolute. As I said before, uh, blasphemy. Now, what happens to these churches? Mm -hmm. I have uh, some information. There's gorgeous cathedrals yeah. in Europe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No one goes, but they, some of them have been turned into bars and restaurants. Museums, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, um, you mentioned the... Is it the Church of Sweden or is it a certain denomination in Sweden? The... The Church of Sweden, the, the Church of Sweden, Lutheranism, mm -hmm. um, 
almost nobody goes to church now. The Bishop of Stockholm is a woman married to a woman. She suggested that they take the cross off the top of a certain church down by the harbor because they don't want to offend the Muslims. I mean, this is, this is uh, Islam. It, uh, it, it, this is a teaching called universalism, that everybody mm -hmm. goes to heaven. Arthelene, the head bishop of the ELCA Lutheran Church, was asked recently by a Chicago newspaper, Bishop Eaton, is there a hell? Her response, there may be, but I think it's empty. Jesus said there's a hell. <laughs> Jesus said there are people. But we that, know people that went there this because is, this he, is the head bishop he dealt of, with, a, yeah. with Lazarus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sad. Um, now, what's the church that called God a terrorist uh, and they weakly worship Allah because I'm sick of these words. I'm sick of the divinity, uh, uh, not divinity, but inclusion oh, yeah. and yeah. bringing everybody together. That Again, this is happening in, in some of our Lutheran colleges and some of our, there's a, a Lutheran church in Minneapolis that was let, letting Muslims worship in their chapel Allah. Well, you don't do that. Mm -hmm. You don't let, you don't bring, you know, this has got the Old, Old Testament Jews in trouble. They were mixing Baal worship with Jehovah's Witness, mm -hmm. Jehovah's worship, and that got them in captivity for seven years. You have uh, the Lutheran Church likes, the ELCA Lutheran Church likes to mix in Native American spirituality with Christianity. I mean, you go to the ELCA National Magazine, there was an Indian woman who's a Christian woman, but I also uh, put out uh, uh, sacrifices for my, or, or uh, offerings for my dead relatives. I mean, just choose. I mean, <laughs> Arthelene, I'm German. My ancestors worship Thor and Woden. I'm not at all offended that we don't worship Thor and Woden mm -hmm. in my worship services. Come on. Come on. Where, where does this start? I personally believe these people never had anything in the beginning. Yeah. And, and if you've got um, Bible colleges and so forth where this is running rampant, what, what do they do with the scripture? Oh. Do, do well, they teach it at all? I, I know. Some, the, the question I get is, how can some of these liberal bishops and pastors get around the clear teaching of Scripture that Jesus is the only way, mm -hmm. John 14, 6, that homosexuality is a sin, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. How do they get around it? Well, a lot of it's pride. They're enlightened. They understand the Scriptures better than you and I do. And, and, and you know what I, I say? Arthelene, it's always safe to interpret the Bible the way the church has understood it for 2,000 years. And if 40 years ago some German theologian gets an idea that gay sex is fine, everybody's going to have an abortion rights are fine, wait a minute, 40 years versus 2,000 years, I'm going to take the, the traditional teaching of the mm -hmm. church. <laughs> Do you know what, uh, as I was going over these notes and things, and I think this could be a very broad brush for the whole body of Christ, evangelicals as well. We've lost a sense of the holiness oh, of God. Yeah. Wasn't it um, God and Moses talking and yeah. God says, whoever comes near me yeah. shall be holy. There should recently. be an awe. Today, I think I saw that, yeah. A and a wonder yeah. of being in the presence yeah. of an absolute holy God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Boy, we're out of time. Welcome back to the pastor's study. Pastor Brock, in that last interview, you told us about the different denominations mm -hmm. and that you wanted to explain some yep. things a little bit further from yep. what we saw. And everybody, here's the deal. I have a burden 
about false teaching in the church. Different Christians have different burdens. My burden is I want people to give money to, to join, to support churches that are honoring Christ. And I want people to leave denominations that are dishonoring Christ and misusing your money, time, and talent. So, so here's the, let, me, let me show you the spectrum. Over here to the left, the furthest to the left, the most radical Christian denomination is the United Church of Christ, the Congregationalists. Right next to them, probably the second most radical, is the Episcopal Church in America. Right next to them, and these are probably three in a line, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, the Presbyterian Church USA, and the Disciples of Christ. And then a little to the right of them is the Methodist, the United Methodist Church. And I put them a little more conservative because even though many bishops and pastors in the United Methodist Church want to do gay marriages and have homosexual pastors, they can't get it through because the International Methodists vote at their conventions and they, the, the, the Methodists from Asia and Africa won't have anything to do with that. So that's the lineup. And my, my burden and my plea to you is, let's say you're Lutheran. I'm a Lutheran. I was in the ELCA Lutheran Church for many years, but it's time to leave. And so the congregation I serve, that Jackie's been at her whole life, join the Association Free Lutherans, very biblical bunch. Or you can join the Missouri Synod Lutherans, or the Wisconsin Synod Lutherans, or LCMC Lutherans, or Lutheran Core Lutherans, uh, the New North American Lutheran Church. There's all these good conservative branches. Let's say you're Presbyterian, part of the liberal PCUSA Church. PCUSA, ELCA Lutherans, the United Church for Christ pay for abortions with offering dollars. You don't want to go to those churches. You don't want to put money in the plate. But if you're a PCUSA Presbyterian, you can leave the PCUSA and join the Presbyterian Church in America or the Orthodox Church in America. Just do a little homework. Get yourself into a denomination that honors Christ and honor him uh, with your giving. So let's, let's close with prayer. Let's do that. God, we want to pray for all of our viewers. Some of them probably are going to churches that... They've been at their whole life, and it's so hard to leave their friends, but it's time. Lord, we would pray that you provide people with a good Christian church where they preach the scriptures, that they honor Christ and his word. And Lord, we pray that the churches that have gone astray will shrink and die, but the people in them will be saved and moved into good congregations. We pray all this in Jesus' name. And, and one more thing. I used to pray, Lord, turn these congregations around, and I still do, but I see no sign of that. So then, Lord, if they're not going to turn around, may they die out, but the people in them be moved. So there you go. See you next week. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? you may do so at pastorstudy.org or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always. If you've been blessed by The Pastor Study, would you consider a tax-deductible gift to help us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ? You can donate at our website, pastorstudy.org, two S's, or mail a check to the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, 
Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55441. May the Lord bless you and have a wonderful week.